Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're here to talk about the San Diego State Aztecs hosting the top 25 ranked Herm Edwards new leadership model era Arizona State Sun Devils. That's right. That's right. Yes, number 23 slash 25. Um, uh, there you go. Can't can't beat that. I guess. Well, you can. You can. You could be higher than twenty three or twenty five, uh, and hopefully we will. But yeah, good good start. They're also number one in your hearts if you're keeping. That's score. right. That's uh, right. Yes. This year is going to look a lot different than last year. Uh, in the 2017 season, the Aztecs came into Sun Devil Stadium and beat ASU thirty to twenty. It wasn't as close as the score sounds. Uh, Rashard it really Penny, was not. Uh, two hundred and sixteen <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Um, but this year is going to look a lot different. San Diego State's one and one. They lost to Stanford in week one and then beat Sacramento State last week. However, uh, in addition to Penny being gone to the Seahawks, starting quarterback Christian Chapman uh, has an MCL sprain, partial ligament tear, they believe, could miss up to six weeks, according to Rocky yeah. Long. Um, yeah. And Danny Gonzalez is now on the ASU sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he should have a. A decent idea, obviously, of what they what they want to do offensively and, and how they're going to attack. And I mean, it's it's not a it's not a difficult uh, offense to assess, you know, from afar. Obviously, I'm you know not getting into blocking schemes and and you know stuff like that. But they want to run the ball, and and uh, that's what they did so well against us last year. Obviously, the, as you said, Rashad Penny's gone, but they've got another one, and uh, I think it's Jawad Washington, um, who, yeah. who is who is pretty good. Um, and and played against us last year uh, in a you know complimentary role and so yeah he'll he'll be he'll be all we can handle I'm sure Washington already this year out of Penny's shadow has rushed for 314 yards and four touchdowns through two games uh, Chapman got hurt early enough in the Sacramento State game that it was in doubt and uh, yeah. their backup quarterback is a junior Ryan Agnew from Texas. He yeah. came in after Chapman's injury, went 11 for 17 for 159 yards to secure the victory. Um, a couple more things on San Diego State. So far this year, their offense is averaging over 346 yards a game. Um, not surprisingly, a lot of that is on the ground, and a lot of that yeah. is Washington. And uh, defensively, they're allowing over 300 yards a game through the first two, and 256 of those are via the air. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stanford put up, you know, obviously they, you know, they, they've only played two and, and they've played, you know, divergent ends of the spectrum. They played a top 10 team in Stanford on the road and then they played an FCS team in Sacramento State. Yeah, it's true, Archie, they did. I know you don't, I don't, you don't think they did, but I know what I'm talking about here. He's frustrated um, because we've gone this long <laughs> and we haven't mentioned player of the week, Merlin Robinson. That's right. Who, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Na- a national player of the That's week right. award which is stunning for an asu true freshman defender true freshman yeah yeah i was surprised yeah i mean not that i uh, know too much about you know everybody else in the country but i was surprised to see that happy but but yeah and, and i could tell he is too yeah i mean he's you heard him bellowing with joy at uh right. us starting right. this conversation <laughs> I I assure everyone who's listening that this is an every night occurrence with him. He uh, yeah. he finished his bone. He picked up his uh, tennis ball chew toy that he's literally ripped all of the fuzz off of. 
<laughs> and he's just he just wanders around carrying the ball uh, and finding a spot to lay down. And when the, whenever yeah. he decides that spot's not good enough, he goes and picks up the ball and winds and then finds another spot. So I got you. I got you. You know, hey, I, I understand the general sentiment behind that. Um, you know, so I I get it. But uh, but yeah, you know, hey, he might not agree with my analysis of San Diego State, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, you know, they uh, they have they have been susceptible to the passing game and. Uh, you know, obviously KJ Costello put up big numbers against him when they really seemed to sell out to stop the run. Um, and so, you know, hey, with the success our passing game had last week, if we could keep that going, it gives us a pretty good chance. If we were going to talk about ASU's offense, I, I think we have to talk about trying to quite literally take the show on the road. You yeah. know, they've had home crowds that have been generally quiet. When they were trying to make, when they needed to be, yeah. When they were trying to make plays, especially during the comeback against Michigan State, I think the tension helped force people to uh, be yeah. silent. But there was definitely a home field advantage felt in that game that won't be there, and For sure. and it's yeah. going to be Likens' first game as coordinator on the road. I think it's also going to be interesting to see Danny Gonzalez and how that team uh, team yeah. defense can yeah. transfer because. One thing you you mentioned, we're going to know what they want to do offensively. They're going to know what we want to do defensively because sure, they, you sure. know, this is the same scheme they ran a year ago with a lot of success. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, it, it'll be interesting how the familiarity affects things. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. This is this is a test, and it always is when you play that first road game, whether it's in week one, as it was, you know. Uh, three years ago, but most years it's it's usually week two or three. We you know most years we've opened at home and and then uh, you know we have to we have to take it on the road and see how how it goes. And yeah, things have gone pretty well, but you know friendly confines. Um, they won't be friendly now. San Diego State not the uh, not the most hostile environment to go into. You know not a terrible road game to start out with, especially when the next week you're going to Washington that's going to be much more hostile and loud and, and right on top of you. And, you know, that's, that's going to be more difficult, but this, this will be a good um, test of how we handle things on the road before we get to that really difficult environment the week after. Absolutely. And it's also going to be a good test for this defense. You know, we talked about getting Michigan state and the balanced attack and, and trying to manage what that was going to look like. This is going to be more, I think, closely to Stanford than any other. Although, I, you know, obviously it's going to be a little different with the backup quarterback in. But they already wanted to line up and smash mouth football, right. run the ball down right. your throat, almost like a the West Coast equivalent of a Big Ten team. And, yeah. Yeah. and it's going to yes. be interesting to see because the 3-3-5 is geared towards having just a – you know, three down linemen and three linebackers. Right. How yeah, is that going to translate your, against the you're team? Need that's your safeties. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to come up and and help. And yeah, I mean, this is not a game where you figure you're going to face um, you know forty plus pass attempts. Um, I don't know what Michigan State ended up with. They ended up with more than you know. Just watching the game, they had more than I thought they would. Um, you know, but obviously this this should be a game of of you know. Uh, well, here's here's what you hope. You hope you do face 40-plus pass attempts because that means you're out in front of them and you get them away from what they do well. What they what they want to do is probably throw it about 20 or 25 times. 
Um, maybe not even that. You know, if they can get up on you, they'll just run it and they'll they'll shorten the game and less plays and less snaps and uh, you know. And so, yeah, if, if at the end of the game they've thrown it 35, 40 plus times, I feel like that's a good sign probably for ASU that that you know we've got a lead on them and we're making them play from behind. This game should not come down to a Brandon Reese field goal. Hopefully not. This this team should be better than that. I, I know when we did our preseason predictions, um, neither of us had this as a win. No. And a, as we put the disclaimer on every preseason prediction we made, this is all subject to sure. change based on what we see week in the week. season. Yeah, yeah. The defense is good and makes adjustments. The offense is good and makes adjustments. We're playing a team with a quarterback who's making his first career start and hasn't played more than mop-up duty at any time because he's been Chapman's backup. If this team cannot win this game, that is a problem. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's it's a – when you think about it and you think about, you know, six road games, obviously five in conference, I feel like if they could find a way to win two or three of those somewhere, um, let's say three, and then you could go five and one at home, that, that allows for one, you know, one loss at home to maybe Stanford, maybe Utah, you know, depends on who you're, who you're facing there. Um, you got a chance to have, a, you know, a, a pretty good, I mean, you know, you do that, that's eight wins. You go five and one, three and three. That'd be a pretty solid year. And so, yeah, this is, this is one that I feel like maybe more than any you need to get. I mean, because, yeah, Arizona hasn't looked very good. Um, but who knows what that's going to look like in, in November. And the other teams that we play on the road, you know, they, they're either ranked or have been ranked, uh, you know, so it's – or Colorado, maybe they're not ranked yet, but they're, they've looked pretty good. So They're knocking yeah, on this, the door. They certainly are, yeah. You know, so, so it's, uh, it's, it's hard to find three road wins if this isn't one of them. Uh, you know, I mean, it may happen, but looking ahead, it's probably hard to find, you know, three more after this. Matt, are you changing your prediction? I am. I am. I mean, in part because I think, you know, again, as I, as I said, you know, yesterday when we talked about Michigan State, um, you know, we've looked better than I thought in the first two games, and they haven't looked as good. I mean, they, they took a 7 nothing lead at Stanford, and, you know, watching that, I thought, oh, boy, you know, this maybe, you know, something to fear, but – then, you know, Stanford ended up rolling it up on them, one by three touchdowns pretty easily, you know, put them away. Um, so, yeah, and, and they struggled a little bit with Sacramento State. So, yes, I am. I'm, I'm going with a win because, again, you, yeah, looking at it, I, I had us winning at Colorado preseason. Right now I don't feel as good about that. So I'm almost kind of uh, swapping the two based on what I've seen so far. I'm also going to pick ASU to win. I think that the quarterback injury – for for as much as we were going to be expecting run anyway, we saw last year that Chapman was the kind of quarterback who could hurt you. If you load up the box, he, he could make the passes to make you pay. Yeah. I don't know if Agnew can do it. I don't know if Agnew – I know he practiced against this defense last year, but I don't know how sure. many reps he was getting because he was the backup last year too. Sure, um, sure. So with all of that in mind – I think that the defense is going to hold them down, and, and I think ASU is going to be able to win this game in sort of an ugly fashion 
and I'm going to say 24 to 10. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I see the same type of thing. Um, uh, you know, I, I I think San Diego State's probably going to be pretty good defensively, and I think we are too. I think, uh, you know, I, I might even go a little lower scoring. Uh, I'll say uh, I'll say 20 to 20 to 7. I hope you're right. I hope that we can hold them down to a single score. I just think that it's a fluky thing. And and one thing that we have touched on during the recaps but haven't really delved into, ASU's offense has done a very good job protecting the ball. For as scary yeah. as the you know UTSA punt between two guys and, right. and the Brandon right. Ayuk experience in general as a punt returner has been. And, you know, Manny overthrew one ball. Right. That got picked. Now there were yeah. a couple others that could have been, but he had one yeah, ball but, get picked. But yeah, none that none that were like um, you know a dropped interception or something like that. I mean, you know, yeah, you're going to put the ball into jeopardy, but you have to. I mean, I, I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm watching you know Sam Darnold, and we talked about him a lot last year. His and I kept saying, you know, like you know, you want a quarterback who's willing to take a chance. You know, stupid chances are are a different thing, but. You know, you're going to put it in jeopardy if you're going to make some plays. You have to. You know, I don't want a guy who's going to be safe and never, never take a chance on a, on a risky throw. So, yeah, I've been pretty happy with him. I don't think we've had a fumble lost in the first two games, have we? No. That I can remember. No. Um, we've only, know, the, so. I think the, I think the only turnover was the pick against. Was the interception. I think uh, so Michigan too. State. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember, I don't. I, I don't remember any others. I, there wasn't any others against Michigan State, and I don't think we had any against UTSA, from what I recall. Because of that, you know, going on the road is hard. The the law of regression is hard. Sure, sure. That's why I, I think that there will be some issues, and that's my fear about why I think there will be more than one score. I think the defense could play great, but if there is a muffed punt or if there Probably, is a, yeah. a bad turnover where – you know, Washington get runs for one first down and all of a sudden right. they're in field goal range. And, and that's, I mean, that's certainly plausible. And yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be, this is a, this is a test of, of mentality, maybe more than anything else, because one, you're on the road, like we've talked about. And two, you know, you're ranked and you're hearing from the, you know, you're reading stuff in the media and you're probably hearing from other you know, kids in your classes and on campus and other athletes. Oh man, you guys are really good. You show them. Oh man, you know, celebration time. Herm's proven everybody wrong. Well, it's it's two and zero, oh. um, and and so it'll be interesting to see how this team handles success. They handled, you know, early on. They handled doubters uh, pretty well. Obviously, you know, played with a with an edge these first two weeks. But now, will that edge disappear because you know you're not getting the doubters as much? And they've done well when they've been faced with adversity in the game. Yeah. They, you know, I, I talked about it last week and again, it's cliche and it's, it's absolute sports cliche, but, but you know, you knew that was going to happen against Michigan state and it's probably going to happen on the road. It's, it's probably going to happen every game the rest of the way. There's very likely not going to be, you know, any game that's as easy as UTSA. There might be, you know, maybe Oregon state, maybe, um, you know, but realistically you're going to have those moments and you have to respond and, Boy, I mean, the fourth quarter was as good a response as you could want. Um, when when the when the deficit got the largest, answered right back with a field goal, and then you know put two scoring drives together in the fourth quarter. 
So, yeah, you, you know, can't help but be encouraged so far, at least, by what they've done. Matt, we've now been recording for about 15 minutes, and we've been talking sports, and I haven't digressed once into what I got to see last night. Yeah, yeah. And I was debating whether or not we would get into it, but then you mentioned Sam Darnold, and you, you touched on the NFL first. <laughs> I did, So, I did. therefore, I'm just going to say Aaron Rodgers is so much better at football than I am at anything in my life. <laughs> that, well, he gets paid pretty well. He ought to be. But he, he's better at football than I am at watching <laughs> reality television, than, than I am at eating pizza. He yeah. is – it is a pleasure and a delight to get to watch him – play quarterback when he's healthy. And I was, as you know, in the depths of despair when he got yeah. carted off. Yeah, I, was were, te- uh, I was texting you about Sean Kaiser starting week four. Yeah. Cause you're coming for the week four game. And I, yes. I was ready for, Oh great. That'll be like probably the last Packer game I watch all the way through this year <laughs> because I'll be there. So I'll have to, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, falling behind 17 nothing at the half. Deshaun yeah. Kaiser, by the way, um, not a great look. He he showed the flashes and the arm yeah, strength of, of, like, why people give him the chance sure. on the benefit of the doubt. Sure. But the strip sack fumble with Khalil yeah. Mack, the descriptor I've used, and, and I think it's apt, is like watching a fourth grader getting bullied by a middle schooler. <laughs> He just handed him the ball in yeah, hopes of not it getting was hurt. Pretty, it was pretty impressive by Mac. I mean, he was pretty good. You can uh, you could see why the Bears traded for him and paid him that money because boy, he he was a game wrecker in the first half. Um, uh, you know, both both guys, you know, Mac and Rogers, they both signed huge contracts in the last couple weeks, and and they both showed why. Uh, you know, they they both uh, they both looked like uh, you know one of the best at their position and why they're getting paid that much money. It was an incredible game to be at in person. And it was everything I had feared in the first half (laughs) and everything I've come to love and appreciate about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in the second half. Good, good. I was was happy for you. I I won't lie to you. I uh, fell asleep. That late night on Saturday night uh, took its toll on me. Finally, I went and saw the Redskins and the Cardinals, and quite enjoyed that. Alex Smith, uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, both both uh, still cooking and still, you know, Adrian Peterson found the fountain of youth. And uh, but I got home from that, and I was done for. I watched the first half, and and I I turned in, and the next thing I knew, I I woke up a couple hours later, checked the final, and I was quite surprised to see what had happened, but. Uh, yeah, I had to, you know, I, I recorded it, so I'll try to go back and watch it at some point and, and take in how it happened. Well, basically what happened is Aaron Rodgers is a wizard. Yeah. And he was, he when he came back, they went to a quick passing, no substitution, yeah. you know, basically the only thing they could do, really, right. in that context right. to survive. And he hit everyone yeah he was as close to perfect i mean one of his few incompletions in the second half 
was to end the game by just snapping the ball and throwing it out of bounds so that it would take three seconds. Yeah, Um, yeah. Now, the the Bears fan perspective, I know, is uh, Kyle Fuller should have ended the game on the previous drive. I haven't seen the play. So, Devontae Adams fell down. Okay. Rodgers threw it to where Adams would have been. And the only person there was Kyle Fuller, who got hit in the numbers. Dropped it. And just, you know... I, I don't know whether he didn't see it or what he was thinking, but he yeah. just dropped it. And, yeah. you know, but but the other thing is, you know, Nagy came out with a great game plan to start with he for did. Trubisky. He really did. They scripted yeah. everything, you know, hitting all three levels in the passing game. Yeah. They, they were getting big chunk runs on their yeah. run plays. Yeah. But then when the script ended and things got a little tight, they didn't have an answer. Yeah. Anymore. Well, and, and listening to Wilbon, and that's where I'm getting the Bears fan perspective, obviously. Uh, and I, you know, sometimes I don't always trust his accounts because I think he, he, you know, sometimes just likes to criticize. But he said that they got ultra conservative in the second half. Was, was that was that a fair assessment? They did. I mean, they did not try to throw the ball downfield. There, there was yeah. not until they had to. Until they had to on the last drive, there was yeah. no effort to you know, blow the lid yeah. off the defense or, or even keep the safeties back. It let them creep yeah. down and credit to the Packers secondary. There weren't missed tackles yeah. where having the safeties down low w- was going to be a problem. Right. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I also heard they on the, when, so they, so they were up 20 to 17 and they, they got a drive deep and on third and one they tried some weird pass play or something rather than run the ball and try to get the first down I guess so yeah Jordan Howard had been running and they had been picking up big first downs got it down yeah. to third and one they ran a play that was a a very good play call you know I think that yeah. every you know like everyone would agree that in a normal circumstance the design of it you know if it was third and one yeah. in the first half it was a great play call because they wound up getting Tariq Cohen on Reggie Gilbert, the outside okay. linebacker, rush linebacker, who's yeah. effectively a defensive end. I mean, he wears number 93. Right, right. Um, but he ran with Cohen long enough that Trubisky had to look away, and that was it. You okay, know? okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like, again, I'm getting the, the, the Bears fan perspective from him, obviously, and reading him on Twitter, first of all. Um, you know, obviously, in any in any great comeback, there's also the side that thinks, boy, we choked. Um, you know, but yeah, they, they showed some promise. I will say that. I mean, uh, it, it's a hard one to take anything from, sort of like the Browns. Uh, you know, if you, if you want to be glass half full guy, you could say, hey, two teams that were both pretty darn bad last year and the year before – at least showed some promise. They didn't finish off the wins, but you know they, they gave you some hope at least. Yeah, and, and I think if you're a Bears fan, what you need to look at is with a not you know every down ready Khalil Mack, right? And pretty a, good anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a not every down ready Roquan Smith. Right. The, the defense knocked Rodgers out of the game. Yeah. Shut down the Packers, dominated the line of scrimmage yeah. in the first half, really, you know, contained the run, although the Packers effectively right. abandoned the run. Gave up on it, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean they, they they certainly look like a defense to be feared. 
um, you know, in the part of the game I saw. Now, again, I didn't see second half when they obviously were not as dominant. But, uh, you know, they, they look like they got a good pass rush. They got good corners. Um, you know, they spent some money on their on their secondary this offseason. I know bringing back Amu Kamara and Kyle Fuller, uh, you know, they, they've got some things to like. Um, you know, hard one to swallow. And, and you just, you know, I guess for them, the, the key is, can they put that one in the past? I mean, that was... That was a bit, not really as disastrous when it came to full pause, but it reminded you a bit of a game they were on the other side of, the 06 game down here when they were down so big and, and they came back and won on a Monday night game against the Cardinals, the infamous Dennis Green rant game, um, which pretty much ended his tenure there. Now, I don't think that'll happen here. It's the guy's first game, but tough one to swallow when you, when you had the game in hand, pretty much. Yeah. Well, and based on what uh, the Jets are doing to the Lions right now, I I think Matt Patricia's seat might be hotter than Matt Nagy. Yeah, wow. You know, boy, everybody, uh, you know, I'm sure it'd be kind of funny to probably go back about two and a half hours in time and Sam Darnold's first pass gets intercepted and returned for a touchdown. I bet you there's a whole lot of hot takes on Twitter about how the Jets are going to go, oh, it's 16 and... And Darnold stinks. And, yeah, He's not ready. Going, this going is, quiet now. This yeah, is why you yeah. don't start a guy this young. Right, right. This yeah, is, they, this they is why you had game. Teddy Bridgewater just let right, – you should have kept exactly, him and yeah. let him play. Put in McCown. This guy throws too many picks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. And, hey, it's only one game. But, yeah, pretty good debut for him and this team. Maybe they uh, maybe they can make some noise. They got They got what should be a really good defense too. Um, and Todd Bowles knows how to coach defense. And, boy – Man, Matt Stafford, I've seen it in person. Against Todd Bowles' defenses, he struggles. Lowser. Bowles owns him. He he, uh, he owned him a couple times here when Bowles was a defensive coordinator here, and it's happening again tonight. He he, he cannot figure out how to, how to master a Bowles defense, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Lions opened up the scoring in the second half with a field goal to make I it 17 all. Tied it up, yeah. And Boy, it's Jets... been all downhill since, yeah. 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 31 points scored in the third quarter yeah. for the Jets after Pretty that amazing. Yeah. How many How many games last year did they not score 31 points? Maybe every game. I'm not sure they had 31 in a game last year. They did it in a quarter. So uh, the NFL's back, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody is underway, and in here in about a half hour, we'll get the last two teams underway, the Rams and the Raiders, the old L.A. rivalry. Uh, Chucky back on the sideline. The Rams finally playing their starters for the first time all season since they did not play a single snap in the preseason. Uh, yeah, should should be fun. And here we go. You know, it's it's all underway. College, pro, high school. This is this is the time now. We're we're off and running. On the high school front, very quickly. Yes. Bijan Robinson, best running back in the country or the world? <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Uh, had a what five touchdowns I think this past Friday night. Um, they they survived a scare in week two against Desert Edge, who's a pretty good team apparently. Uh, they got pushed to the limit there and and then uh, won again. And yeah, he, he looks pretty darn good. And um, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll be in uh, maroon and gold here in a couple years. And same for Lathan Ransom. They're both pretty darn good players. And I'm I'm hoping uh, Herm and Herm and crew are keeping an eye on them down south. There's a train, and they could get on it. Get on it. Yeah, that's right. There's plenty of room still. You know, it's getting a little more crowded. You know, you, you, you might not get a first-class seat, but, you know, there's still plenty of room. Yeah. 
Well, we'll be back to talk about first-class seats, the train, the new leadership model, the first road game, and uh, probably wrap up the rest of the NFL week one and Thursday yep. night football and whatever else we feel like talking about. It's football season. We're happy. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.